Hi, Dr. Qualls here, psychologist. I hope that you've listened to the introductory podcast that we made to explain the um, rationale and methods for doing these podcasts and also what to expect and what to not expect. And one thing not to expect is perfection. This is just me, my cell phone, and some notes that I have made and some years of experience as a psychologist. I don't have all the answers. I will stumble upon my words from time to time. And if it is horrible, I'll re-record. If it's acceptable, I'll just keep going. So what we're talking about today is coping tips for people working in the healthcare industry at this time of the COVID-19 pandemic. So what we know from research and the complexities of human emotions are that you do not make good decisions when you are excessively stressed, irritable, anxious, or agitated. It's mandatory that you achieve some kind of calmness before you can reflect on complex solutions to complex problems. Now, you can come up with an easy solution to an easy problem quickly and not be calm, but it doesn't work for complex problems. If a rocking chair is on your toe and it hurts, there's no complexity to that. Get the rocking chair off your toe. But to solve something that is as complex as the situations that you're facing right now during the virus pandemic will take a sense of calmness, and we'll talk about how to get there. So what we know is that we don't make good decisions when we're stressed, when we're irritable, when we're anxious. So I don't know about you, but every now and then I have found myself hitting send on an email that I crafted when I was upset. Later, typically, I've regretted that and either had to retract it, apologize, uh, hide in shame, or etc. So What we're noticing now in our colleagues and on our care teams in hospitals and clinics are things that are producing emotions of anxiety, fear, worry, worry about our own health, worrying about the health of our loved ones. Are we contaminated? Will we contaminate others? Can I go to the store in my scrubs? etc. Worry, fear, anxiety are starting to rule in the healthcare industry. We're finding that we're more irritable with our family and with our colleagues. And irritability equals increased judgmentalness of others. And you'll see that on the either or thinking Right now, there seems to be a dichotomy. Either you are on the front lines, fighting the virus, putting your life on the line, and nothing else matters in society, or you are of no use. So the people that sometimes we are seeing as of no use or as an impediment to people getting better are also people that have been affected by the COVID-19 virus. Millions of people have lost their jobs, lost their income, 
lost their retirement savings, wonder if they'll ever be able to retire. Empty nesters are having kids move back home into their space. Parents are trying to do Zoom meetings with kids on their laps. Kids are being homeschooled by parents who've never taught a class in in a day in their life. So we're seeing these behaviors um, and stresses in others on the other side of the fight against the virus. So it's not either or. We're really all in this together, and the judgmentalness is only making things worse. We're also seeing sleep problems, changes in eating habits. Um, We know that when there is extreme stress, and that's what we're talking about now with the COVID virus, state of extreme stress, people go into survival mode. They don't think clearly. Empathy reduces, anxiety increases. The saying that we have in psychology is anxiety kills empathy. Remember that, anxiety kills empathy. We become much more reactive I mean, why are people hoarding toilet paper and paper towels, etc., when a six-pack of toilet paper will do for the week, they have six cases. And then you find yourself seeing six cases of toilet paper in the back of a truck and wondering, hmm, I wonder if I could grab one real quick and nobody would notice. I mean, these are people and the minds of people who are under extreme stress. Also under stress, our sense of time contracts. It gets smaller, it gets shorter. Everything seems to be urgent. It's difficult to prioritize when everything is urgent. So what's the antidote, the opposite of the extreme stressed individual? That's the calm individual. Yes, easier said than done, but let me put some pointers out there that could be of help. One thing we need to know is that emotions are contagious. Just like this virus is highly contagious, emotions can be more contagious. We can co-regulate together in a positive fashion, or we can co-dysregulate. Co-dysregulation, example of that, or the horrible news clippings where people are fighting over supplies in a Walmart. The opposite of that is to co-regulate, meaning that we attempt to be calm together in the same place at the same time. So to be calm helps produce what we call the wise mind. This is a concept in dialectic behavior therapy. We act out of wisdom and kindness. This can be tremendously contagious in a positive way in our co-workers. It's an optimal state of being. We reflect out of wisdom. We don't repeat patterns mindlessly. We think about that which we are doing and its impact on others. So this is real easy for me to say on a podcast. Yes, just develop a wise mind and everything will be great and you'll be calm and we'll take care of this, no problem. Well, it's just not that easy, but there are things that we can do. And I'm going to give you some tips and I'll start with just that tip. T-I-P. 
PP. Grab a notepad and write that down or listen to this several times until you can memorize it. T-I-P-P. Here's something that you can do when you're in a state of extreme stress and you want to call on a calm response or at least change the way in which you feel from being extremely anxious and irritable to more calm. First is temperature. Our body temperature is part of emotional regulation. So one way to regulate is to regulate the body. Now, I don't suggest doing this if you have a heart condition or asthma, because what I'm going to ask you to do seems rather extreme. But if you get a deep bowl of cold, cold ice water, and I mean cold ice water, and you put your face in the ice water to the extent that your cheekbones are fully covered, and you hold your breath for just a few minutes, what happens in the body is what we call the dive reflex. It shuts down certain aspects of your physical functioning in order to preserve others. It will fundamentally change the emotional regulation of your body to a more positive state. That's the T in tip. The I is intense exercise. I mean intense exercise in a short burst until you're out of breath. Pick up a jump rope and jump as many times as you can in a row. And when you can't jump anymore, jump more. Of course, this is not for people with heart conditions or physical uh, limitations. But you work yourself until you're out of breath. Up and down the stairs. Dance. uh, Something that is of intensity, that is a short duration, will change the way in which your body is processing and emotionally regulating. The next step is what we call paced breathing. And I misspoke. These are not not necessarily steps that you have to do in this particular order, but there are four things that you can do. So we've done temperature. We've done intense exercise. The P, first P, is for paced breathing. Paced breathing is slow, inward breath, say for a count of four, hold, for a count of four, out for a count of six to eight through pursed lips where it actually makes a noise coming out. Paced breathing for six to eight reputations will change your heart rate. It will calm you. It will get you closer to the state of emotional regulation. And the other P, we have T-I-P-P. The last P is progressive muscle relaxation. Now, you can go to YouTube and find several videos on progressive muscle relaxation, but let me explain what it is. It is simply picking out a group of muscles in your body, such as, let's say, from your forearm to the end of your fingers, where you make a fist, curl it up towards your bicep, hold for a count of 10 at a level of intensity that is all you can muster, then relax it let it go, shake it out, and notice the difference between the state of tension and the state of relaxation. So it's progressive muscle relaxation. Hold for a count of 10, relax for a count of 10, notice the difference. These are things that help the mind 
and the body, but mostly the body. Temperature, exercise, pace breathing, progressive muscle relaxation. So let's talk a little bit about just the mind. How do we reset and re-regulate the mind? Let's think about this. Stop. A stop sign. S-T-O-P. Stop. Well, stop is simply stop. In other words, take a moment to stop what you're doing and notice yourself. T, take a breath. It could be one of the paced breathing exercises, but at least a deep breath in and a longer breath out. O is observe. Observe your body, observe your mind, observe your surroundings. And P is proceed. Proceed with what needs to be done next using the wised mind. So, these are a couple of tips that are designed to help and they will improve the wise mind, which can only act under a state of being calm. So the wise mind notice what needs to be done. It focuses on one thing at a time to the greatest extent possible. And the wise mind can take action. So there's an interesting thing that I noticed uh, recently online by a psychiatrist at McLean Hospital at Harvard who is also trained in dialectic behavioral therapy. And he talked about problem solving and how problem solving is completed with a wise mind, but using the acronym screw it, which I thought was exceptionally funny. And he said that his adolescent uh, group had come up with it. So when there is a problem, you have some options. And the way they list them is screw it. The S stands for solve the problem. Take the action that needs to be done to solve the problem. That might be a phone call, an action that is measurable, checklist. You did it. You didn't do it. You took time to try to address it. C in screw it. C is change your relationship with the problem. Look at it in a different way. Try to change a power imbalance by approaching it in a way in which is different from the way in which you have approached it before. The R stands for radical acceptance. This is complete acceptance with your mind, body, and soul of a problem that is outside of your control, realizing there is nothing that you can do to change it, or it's not worth your time and effort to try to change it, radically accept it. So we have the S, C, R. The E is entertain staying miserable. How about that? If you don't want to fix the problem, you can't change the problem, you may entertain just staying miserable. Choose to keep the problem as it is. The W in screw it is you can make the problem worse. You can worsen the problem by taking action, by pouring gas on a fire is another metaphor. You can send the email that the wise mind wouldn't send. You can take action. You can confront people when you're not in your right mind and state of mind 
and you can worsen the problem. So, just to recap, we're under tremendous stress. It makes sense why things are as they are, but if we can reduce our judgmentalness, be more accepting of others, achieve a sense of calmness, call on our wise mind, we can make better decisions and confront the problem in a more positive way. That's the end of this podcast. I wish you wisdom, courage, and compassion. Thanks. This is Dr. Qualls.